Thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try for free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash AppleBits and enter AppleBits in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Yay! Yay! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Thank you so much for everyone for coming out, hanging out with us today. It is episode 118. You know what this show is going to be all about? This is all about the Apple Magic Keyboard. Do you believe in magic? Do you? Do you really? Well, we're going to find out. We have Ray Wong, friend of the show, guest from Input Magazine. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. Very important news. You all have got to be a part of this show. All you have to do is record a voice memo on your phone, whether it's Android or iPhone, and then send it out to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. And then we want your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, your points, your corrections, everything you want to bring to the table. We'll do it right here. We got a whole bunch of calls actually from the last show, but because we have an interview this week, because it's all about the Magic Keyboard, we're going to hold these calls for next week's show. We've got another product coming out, the iPhone SE, so I'm just going to mix and match and put it all together, but you are all the lifeline of the show, so be a part of it. Remember, just call in, use that voice memo app, applebitshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to support my show. This is a completely independent. I know times are crazy, but I would appreciate it. And you know, it starts at $2 per month. If I've given you any value over the years or over this time, $5 a month is a cup of coffee. We've got 10 25 the $100 platinum level. It's just ways to support. You get extra bonuses depending on the level. You get early access to the show before it goes public, typically about a day before. And the biggest thing, completely ad-free versions of the show. It's worth it because people have told me it's actually worth it. So thanks again for supporting patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, big product, big product drop. Gotta have a product review. Apple's Magic Keyboard. You know how hyped I was about this when Apple announced it because it's a freaking floating portable iMac. You know that. Ray Wong from Input, he was here when Apple announced it and we got our first raw reaction. So I thought he'd be the perfect guest to bring back now that it's out and we both had time to review it and just see how our thoughts differed because we didn't agree when it was first announced. So how has that changed? Well, let's get right to it. Here's the Apple Magic Keyboard review for the iPad Pro. Do you all believe in magic? Because I've got Ray Wong here from Input. Ray, welcome back to the show. What's up, what's up? Dude, so remember that we had a conversation right when the magic keyboard was announced and i had mm-hmm. my raw reactions and you did and we didn't necessarily agree so i thought you'd be the perfect perfect person <laughs> to come back on the show so we could kind of now see where we're at once the actual product is out okay yeah for sure uh, i've i've got the uh, magic keyboard in front of me i've been using it for the last couple of days uh so i haven't shared any of my real raw impressions mm-hmm. with anybody you're getting exclusive here this is good. I, I like it raw because when you haven't even published or talked about it to someone yet, you are going mm-hmm. to get the most kind of raw things. So before we jump into this, Ray, thanks again for your time, for coming out and being available. Yeah. And I just wanted you to kind of tell the audience where they can find your great work and the cool stuff that you cover. Yeah, you guys can find my work on Input. Uh, that's InputMag.com. And you could also find my stuff on Twitter at uh, Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Okay, Ray. So let's just jump right into this. The Magic Keyboard. I was obviously very, 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 very hyped about it. But let's mm-hmm. get to your you first. First impression. I mean, it's a floating portable, portable iMac. <laughs> it's a floating portable iMac. <laughs> I think I said that at least 10 times. So Yes, you did. <laughs> so you get this thing, you open mm-hmm. the box, and I'll, I want your first impressions right out of the gates. I mean, it's heavy. I think it's stiff, it's thick, it's heavy. 
Um, the, the, and, the magic keyboard, right? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. You're- I mean, unless you're talking about the packaging, which is like very <laughs> Apple-like, you know? I yeah. mean, it's a white box. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, the accessory itself was like thicker than I expected, heavier than I expected. Um, and, you know, I kind of wish the materials were a little better. It still feels a little bit like, you know, like it'll, it'll, it'll like get busted up a little bit real quick in my backpack, you know, like some scratches and stuff on it on the poly like urethane. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, those are my first impressions. Yeah. When I first opened up the box, I was like, dude, this thing is dense. Um, mm-hmm. it, but it's tough. It's sturdy as hell. You know, I, I think that without even putting an iPad pro on it, I, I was like, oh, wow. This hinge is harder to open than I thought it would be. Let's see what it's, it's, it's like. Stiff, yeah. yeah, let's see what it's like when we put an actual iPad Pro on it. So, but right away though, I did feel like it was a quality piece, meaning most of the times almost every keyboard case you have whether it's fabric or mm-hmm. the joints are looser, it's already floppy right out of the gates. Right. This is this is like two stiff pieces of metal with a really strong hinge. So, I was like, okay, um, you know, 349 for a 12.9 inch one right out of the gates. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm feeling that there's definitely a feel that this is a quality product. I just don't know how it's going to perform yet. I mean, remember when, like, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but, like, the original iPad, there was an accessory, a keyboard accessory. It was just, like, a regular, like, iMac keyboard Mm -hmm. with a dock on it. Mm -hmm. And that thing was 70 bucks, and everyone thought that was expensive. Then, like, the keyboard, they start making these smart keyboards, and those things were, like, what, 129 bucks or 179 yeah, bucks yeah, or something exactly. like that? And so, that was, like, okay, now the price is jumping up, and, you know, I still, t- to this day, I still think, like, oh, man, Microsoft is, like, charging extra for a keyboard, 130 bucks or so uh, for the Surface, when it's, like, you know you're going to buy that. You know, a Surface is useless without the keyboard, right? And now you are talking about, $299 for the Starting. Magic Keyboard for the 11 inch and $350 for like the 12.9 inch. That's kind of not throwaway money, man. That's not, not like, okay, yeah, I'll pick that up, uh, you know, with my iPad. You know, that's like, that's half your device. Ray, I'm going to make a correction here. It's $349, not $350. Okay, $349. I, there's, a, there's a mental barrier. There's a mental <laughs> barrier that happens once you cross that nine. Okay, yeah, you know, I'll give you that dollar, all right? <laughs> Thank you. I feel, I think everyone listening feels so much better now that we did that. <laughs> I mean, okay, $299. It's not $300. It's $299. $299, my friend. Um. So, yeah, I mean, of course, for $300. Fifty or three hundred forty nine dollars. <laughs> it had better feel like a high quality product, and I think it gets mostly there. It's not quite like oh man, this is like the holy grail, you know. Um, it feels like a regular keyboard to be honest. I've used a lot of mm-hmm. attachable keyboards, like Logitech ones, Microsoft ones, um, for many different devices, and so I can. I'm not like a keyboard expert or anything, but I have used my fair share, you know. I think one of the things that sticks out in what you just mentioned is right away. When I was, I mean, we kind of expected it, but you don't know until you actually get the product in front of you. But the polyurethane, that kind of rubberized coating on it that mm-hmm. gets, honestly, can pretty much almost instantly get scratched right out of the gates right. when when you start using it within a day. And so I'm not being nitpicky about it, but instead of using something even like they could have gone with like a classier fabric or some sort of a mm-hmm. mesh or a different surface that would have said this is classier than the other three polyurethane cases that we've made before for the ipad pro again it was not a deal breaker for me but to your point i was like oh you know the surface keyboard it has that kind of material touch to it it's nice it it feels it's it feels comfortable and still why why is this keyboard case not made out of aluminium well (laughs) look there's aluminium underneath it that's going to be the next one right (laughs) like it's it's raw, whatever. I mean, I, actually, Johnny is crying somewhere in a corner, he, <laughs> or he's or he's smiling on a ranch, looking out in the <laughs> in this vast green pastures, and he's just like, "Oh, I love my life." Um, <laughs> but you know that the first impressions, I was like, "Okay, fine, polyurethane." It didn't again, didn't turn me off, but I was like, "Okay, that's all right." But it definitely felt super sturdy. So that's right out of the box. You know, we're messing around with the hinge and the joints and stuff. But mm-hmm. let's just start getting into the actual case and some of the right. things that you liked. What was the first thing that kind of came to your mind right when you use it that you actually liked? 
I mean, the keys themselves are Ooh. very good. Okay, Ooh. not gonna lie, Apple did them right, you know. Um, and they're scissor keys, so not that butterfly butterfly uh, mechanism stuff that has been failing on MacBook MacBooks of past. And they're, they're course correcting. All of their devices are moving towards this kind of scissor key um, keyboard. Um, and they feel really good, you know. Uh, there's just enough travel, you know. I They're not stiff at all. Um, they're not mushy. Um, they're just like a little bit bouncy, which is good, right? And, you know, I type for a living, so I use a lot of different types of keyboards. I It almost feels like an in-between between like a the 16-inch scissor keyboard mm-hmm. and the like Surface Laptop 3, mm-hmm. you know. It's weird that I'm like kind of like putting it being so specific about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the Surface Laptop 3 has just a little more travel than the, uh, the 16-inch MacBook um, keyboard, and this kind of falls right in between. It's not quite like as like a, I guess the travel isn't quite as deep as like a, the standard Magic Keyboard for your iMac, um, but it's it's pretty good. So they yeah. feel good. I love I love the keyboard right right when I that's the first thing I I kind of played with the hinge a little bit I'm like eh, okay mm-hmm. and then I went to the keyboard put it on my lap put it on a table I'm like this thing oh yeah that great. floating uh, portable iMac it's just, a floating <laughs> portable iMac <laughs> that just wore off real quick huh it, it well when I looked at it, I'm like bro <laughs> hey look I agree with you I knew I was but right when I saw it first I'm like eh. <laughs> I, was like, I mean I'm 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 not gonna lie I put it on my iPad I'm just like. This looks like a kiosk at the at at, at the local coffee shop, you know. <laughs> yeah, it it this it looks like a squ- uh, like a square terminal. <laughs> it did, but you know, I love the keyboard. You know, when I'm when I was using it, you know, I know you're very specific about because you've tried so many keyboards, but mm. it felt exactly like a, a MacBook Air to me. It felt like the 16 inch okay. MacBook Pro. So instantly, I was like, okay, you got me on the keyboard. That's great. That delivers on what I expected. Obviously, I'm going to kind of bounce around here. The biggest thing about the keyboard, I don't know if you put this in your review or not, mm-hmm. but the fact that, and I'm not a stickler for it, but without a row of function or brightness, volume, media control keys, I feel I felt like it was missing. I know the iPad is its own mm-hmm. thing. I know you can access it through the trackpad. You can swipe on your iPad. Right. It's You can go off the screen if you want. But I still, if this is trying to emulate a laptop as much as possible, I did miss that. I right when I first I looked, I almost you know instinctually just like reached up top to be like to look for a volume, mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. I'm like, oh, so I gotta either swipe down on Control Center or bring my trackpad to Control Center in the corner and click on it or play with the volume right. buttons. I just wanted. I get it with the design. There's not that mm-hmm. much space, but there's enough space, and you, you know, I miss I, that. I, I definitely agree. Uh, maybe I'm not like. I'm not that upset that there's no function rows uh, keys. Uh, and I know that there definitely have been other third-party uh, keyboard accessories that have mm-hmm. the function rows, you know, like uh, the bridge. Um, Logitech has mm-hmm. made keyboard attachments that have had, you know, the play, pause, brightness, and, you know, home even a home screen button, which was really useful. I have one of these, like, keyboards, and, like, I always use that button to, like, go back to the home screen. Um, and... You know, I think I'm more upset at the fact that there's no escape key on this. Thing. <laughs> and I, I know it sounds like lame, but like I, I'm you're it's surprising how many times I use the escape key. You know, I use it to like exit out of a full screen app on my Mac. You know, I use it to like I, I use it a lot. And I realize I'm like, mm, I don't have this. And I, I find myself like reaching up to the upper left and I'm like, oh, wow. OK, it's not there, you know. Yeah, I mean, I should have said escape key along with those function keys, but I see what you're saying. You're saying, no, I'm okay without the function and media control keys. Just put right. some sort of an escape key up there, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that was a big miss on this keyboard. Um, just no escape key. And like I said, when you look at the design, sure, when it's angled all the way back and people can read your review, watch my video, you'll see mm-hmm. there is technically some tolerance to put something like that there. They just didn't find, we'll wait till the next gen or whatever. But also it is because every other keyboard case that has come out has honored that because they're trying to emulate a laptop like experience. And Apple will never say this is trying to emulate a laptop. laptop. They will never, (laughs) you'll never hear that from their mouth because it is, and I get it fine marketing. And it is, I do feel it in a certain way. It is its own thing, but I like an escape key. 
I like I like the rows of function keys just because it allows me to do everything that I'm used to doing. Hold up. They're like, hey, look, we built a keyboard with a trackpad and we just put a <laughs> cursor in iOS 13.4 and you're telling me that's not a laptop? That is BS, <laughs> man. That is such a load of like, you know, baloney. You are making a laptop. <laughs> All right, this yeah. is a laptop. All right, and I know, I know Microsoft has done exactly the same. They've said, you know, the Surface laptop is a two-in-one. It's this mm-hmm. transformer or whatever, whatever. It's a laptop, guys. It's got a keyboard and a cursor and a trackpad. It's a laptop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're so, building a laptop. So, yeah, I was I was bummed about that. But let's keep on going on other things that stuck out to you, you know, what you liked, maybe mm-hmm. what you didn't. I will say the the hinge itself is, you know, like you said, very sturdy. It's stiff, but it's sturdy. Um, I wish that it uh, could be like tilted back a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, there's only when you pop up the kind of hinge, uh, it pops up to like what, like a certain angle, right? Like 45 degrees or whatever it is, right? And it locks in place. And then there's a second hinge on the top flap, top half that you can use to pivot the iPad screen, right? And so to me, like, as a default position, my fingers actually get like kind of like trapped underneath when I'm hitting the top row of the keyboard. So like my fingers and knuckles actually bang into the bottom of the iPad. I don't know if you've had that experience. Well, I don't have sausage fingers, so no, I don't. <laughs> oh, damn. So I don't, but that's okay. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, I Sorry. do not have sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you do have claws or really long nails? I'm just, I, I I don't know. I guess I just have high knuckles, man. man high knuckles. Hey, hey, you know what? I don't have high knuckles either, so I'm not there. Tall knuckles, man. <laughs> I mean, they just like every every once in a while they like bang into the bottom no, I feel of ya. the I feel um the the tablet, and I'm just like, oh, it feels like I'm reaching underneath it. Mm-hmm. You know, like instead of like usually on a laptop screen, the screen is like you know a little far, more back, and so you don't ever touch it. You know. But this just feels weird sometimes when you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're trying to like put your fingers and uh, creep it underneath and just like tap that button real quick and then slide back out, you know? You know, they're uh, they're forcing you to not use it in its most angled position, quite honestly, for people like you. You're not the only one. Like, I know this, right? So when you pull, when you kind of push it at its furthest angle back, that's uh-huh. when you're going to hit your, you know, your knuckles or the bottom of your fingers a little bit. Right. So in a weird way, it almost, it makes that angle unusable for you. I mean, but that's like that's that's the angle. I'm I'm always looking I know, down. I know. You know? I'm not like I mean, who who's going to sit up like almost like at a 9 8 what 80 degree angle? <laughs> no. So here's the thing, no. here's the thing that when we talk about these angles, right? So when you first open up the hinge and we talked about it, the main hinge only goes up. It's it it's angled. It's not 45, but let's say it's about, I don't know, a 60 degree angle. So it's still angled right. down towards you. It's not a perfect 90 so it's not even flat and then you have right. to do that secondary hinge to give it that bend so right. what i was curious about i'm like okay well it's nice that we can adjust this hinge but i wanted to compare it to their other smart folio smart keyboard folio that just has those two slots that uh-huh. you can either position a or position b and it doesn't float but it does come down and what i found is that if you retract or sorry bend the ipad pro magic keyboard case all the way back is the the biggest angle you can. Yep. That is literally the same exact angle as one of the positions of the earlier smart keyboard folio. So when you put that, so it's basically you're not, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden I get all these new angles. You get a little bit of adjustability, right? right. If you then compare it to the smart keyboard folio and put it in its second position, which is a little more vertical, you can adjust this magic keyboard and really it's about a 10 degree difference but when i really looked at the did you did you break out your protractor for this i actually used a protractor <laughs> i seriously did i didn't say oh, it yeah. i didn't say I, it. I mean, these precise measurements lead yeah. me to believe that you really whipped a protractor i did i didn't i didn't break it out in my <laughs> review video because i was like i don't need to tell people hey i, I used an iphone app as a protractor to change <laughs> the angles but i did because i was curious right but here's right. the thing overall let's talk about potential viewing angle because apple is advertising this as oh you get 130 degrees range of motion Mm -hmm. yeah but how much of that is actually usable motion right Right. how much so what i did is i basically put the ipad in the position where it's completely vertical where it's at 90 degrees not tilting down because i'm not gonna look down at a um you know 
I can't see the screen when it's kind of angled down at me. So I put the screen at 90 degrees. And when you return, when you bend it all the way back, you're really only getting 40 degrees of adjustment. So that whole 130 degree thing is a little misleading because yeah, okay, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the iPad in one inch and look at the screen. No, <laughs> no, you're not. You're just not. And so right. I was like, okay. And then another thing that was interesting is that someone people told me, like, I said, look, I'm not gonna look at it in the very, very first position where it's kind of angled down. And people came up to me on comments and they said, Hey, uh, I lie down on my stomach all the time and I rest my iPad on my stomach and it's the perfect angle. And I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> what? wait, wait, wait. So you're like lazy ass, like just laying that. <laughs> so I got, this is after my review. I got on the ground. I put this almost three pound thing on my stomach and I'm like, oh damn, people totally would use it this way. <laughs> Like, lie down and put it on your chest and watch a movie. <laughs> and I don't know why that's ideal for some people. Uh -huh. um, I will never do that. It is something I never thought about. But fine, that's a usable angle now for some people. I mean, th there's always some person out there. It's like, but, but, but. <laughs> I was crazy. I didn't think that was an angle. But really, for me, I only got about four, 40 degrees of usable uh, viewing angle. And then... Mm -hmm two of those positions were already nailed down by the original smart keyboard fully. So I, although it is great, like how sturdy it feels in the, the main mm -hmm. attraction here to me is obviously the keyboard and the trackpad and the OS working with it. Right. The actual angles didn't make that much of a, as big of an impact as I thought it would actually. I don't know how so, you felt about that. Yeah. I'm not like mind blown or anything by the angles. Honestly, I think if we were looking for angles here, the surface uh, kickstand is the best way best one mm -hmm. you know they did it best and so yeah i mean it is what it is it's it's apple it comes with limitations you know do you quick question with the surface uh keyboard well not keyboard because the stand is built into the actual right. surface the, do right. you does it bother you how that edge because it's so such a sharp thin metal kind of digs into your knees a little bit you know does, or you're kind of used to it you know what i mean uh, when I when I have it on my lap, it's usually like a wider angle, mm -hmm. um, so the kickstand is just pushed further back. So it's not usually a problem, um, and it's never really dug into my legs or anything like that. Um, but I'm I'm not really using it on my my lap that much. You know, I'm using it mostly on on a on desk. That makes sense. Did you find? Um, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, go for it. I found that this thing was though incredibly sturdy. I mean, it doesn't budge at all when I type on it. Like on a table, it's. It's really nice. Like I'm like, oh wow, this this is a substantial piece where it just feels like everything is connected. Where even sometimes with the Microsoft Surface, the keyboard part, it has a lot, a little bit of bend when you use it at that angle when you're pushing down. It kind of has a little, uh, it bows a little bit. Right. Sure. So I like that this just felt like pretty sturdy. I mean, they're they're very different devices. Totally. You know, the Surface keyboard, you know, is raised a little bit off the mm -hmm. surface. You know, off the flat, <laughs> the off the surface. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know, it attaches at a, a a very small angle to the bottom bezel of the Surface uh, tablet itself. So it is angled, and that's intentional, right? So when you're typing on it, you do get that, like you just said, that little light flexing, that light bowing. Um, it's not, you know fully flat to the surface the tabletop surface so i mean they're different experiences i i personally think you know the keyboard on the surface is superior mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and but i want to kind of get to the next thing which is obviously the trackpad right yeah um and that was that's the big thing right if you don't need a trackpad then either a you don't need this device or this accessory or b you don't you could just uh suffice with the uh the smart keyboard right mm-hmm and so, you know, I've used, I've been using iOS 13.4 with, you know, a trackpad. Um, and then finally I'm using this uh, Magic Keyboard's built-in trackpad. And it's kind of small, man. I'm not going to lie. It's it's kind of small. I'm so used to these, like, massive palm size, hand size, like, uh, <laughs> trackpads on, like, my MacBook. And, like, you know, we've... I, I've joked about this many times. It's like, why, why do they need to keep getting bigger? You know, they keep making them bigger on a laptop. And then, you know, you, you, you don't realize like how valuable a bigger trackpad is for gestures. Mm -hmm. And on iPad, when you're using this accessory, you're supposed to like not 
the whole point is like to like keep your hands on the keyboard right and then like move down to trackpad right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you use gestures instead of like grabbing at the screen gorilla arming it and just like tapping and touching and i just real found myself like doing that anyway because it's like the trackpad is so small, like, my fingers feel so scrunched trying to do, like, a three, four-finger swipe across to switch apps and stuff, and, like, pinch in and pinch out, and just, like, you know, you know, I could just reach up real quick and just, like, do that, you know, on the screen, and that's not a problem, and so for me, like, the trackpad is kind of, it's it's very good as a trackpad, you know, it's very accurate and responsive, like, any MacBook trackpad is. But I'm kind of disappointed that it's so small that it almost defeats the purpose of even having it, you know? That's a really good observation because for me, you know, um, I don't have sausage fingers or high-raised knuckles. <laughs> so I, I thought the trackpad the trackpad for me worked fine. But like to your point, this is not a trackpad, you know, that is built as a large enough size for everyone, quite honestly, right? I, I be the first right. to acknowledge it's a little smaller. It's a little narrower. So you don't have as much give on it. It's not extremely big and a little out of control on their, like it is on their pro laptops, but it's, it's not also a medium size too. It's, it's smaller than a kind of, you feel like a normal size. And so I could totally see how that would affect people. And so my question for you is because of that experience where the trackpad can be cumbersome and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go to the screen and start touching it. Right. Did it for you because of how it fits you ergonomically, did it feel like the trackpad was un, I guess unnecessary or you wouldn't because of how ergonomically it's not really matching with you that this wouldn't be something that you'd be like, okay, I got to have this. Right. I mean, I've been using it with all sorts, all, all the different apps and stuff, you know, trying apps that now support trackpad and keyboard and like, you know, like clips or iMovie, mm-hmm. they just update that. Um, and it's, not perfect you know it doesn't work all the time like in like for example here's a great example desktop safari right last year ipad os brought desktop class web browsing Mm -hmm. so you can open google docs and you know use it like you would on a laptop right and so i'm like i make a new document and then there's this window that's like oh yeah you know check out the google docs and all this these new new features and stuff that like this dialogue box that fills up half the bottom screen and i'm like (laughs) It's like, click on this or click on this to download the app, like, you know, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to download the app. And then I use the trackpad to like mouse up and then click it away. But the trackpad changes from the little circle touch point to the cursor, you know, it gets confused because there's this button has text and is a button, you know, Mm -hmm. so it thinks it's like a, it should be like adapting and changing to a cursor and like, and instead of, you know actually being a click mechanism and so it's it's confusing and it's like okay the software is so not there yet you know apple's still shoehorning in you know trackpad support into a touch-based interface and so for me honestly i found myself getting more confused with the trackpad because it's like i'm changing my behaviors again and it's just mixing them all up like i'm so used to doing things with a smart keyboard or Apple Pencil or just swiping and touching on the screen itself. And now you're asking me to like kind of like retrain my muscle memory a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. uh, and then also mix the two together because they're different, right? Um, And it's it's hard, man. I found it challenging. It's it hasn't been this like quick adjustment as everyone else has said. You know, that's not for me. The, at least. That's what I one of the observations that I had is that it's there's going to be a learning curve and it's almost like retraining your muscle memory because you're going to do certain gestures with a trackpad. You're going to do certain things directly on screen. You're going to find right. out what works better for you. There's going to be situations like you talk about the trackpad because it's this um, white circle that contextually is aware of things but you'll have situations like you just said where it may not exactly know which which, what to do where um and so that there's that learning curve can be confusing and also kind of frustrating for some people but much like someone people that are reviewing the iphone se they're like oh crap i don't know how to use a a touch id home button or where do i swipe or what direction right because they're now so used to just a pure gesture interface that 
you do end up, it feels like you're going backwards and forwards at the same time, but eventually you get through it and then it becomes second nature. But obviously that first, whether it's a week or so, it can be annoying, right? It's we're we're conditioned to be like, I want it to work. I know how it should work. And because this is its own thing, it doesn't necessarily work the way you expect it to all the time. Right. So like, you know, just touching, like using the trackpad to like tap on the, the, uh, what is that called? The gesture bar, right? At the bottom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's like usually you would go back to home screen without this accessory. You just swipe up mm-hmm. from it. Now you're tapping on it instead of swiping up from it. And like for slide over apps, you know, like you want to just like swipe that slide over app away. You want to get it off the screen. It's not a single swipe on your trackpad. And so I, I was like struggling to like figure out how to do this. And in the end, I just reached up and swiped it away. And I'm just like, what 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 value is this trackpad really adding to my experience and really it comes down to if you type a lot then yeah this accessory is going to be very useful for you like maybe if you're a student maybe if you you're a blogger or a writer but like in general i think most people can live without this accessory especially since it's so overpriced we well, you know as you talk about that and we it jumps over perfectly for me to say okay who is this for because you know beyond someone who wants to basically treat their ipad like a laptop or a productivity piece you know i thought about designers and one of the things that people have asked about and we talked about is you know we talked about the angles that this offers well a floating ipad screen angled isn't ideal for artists to draw on also, mm-hmm. this iPad does not allow you to wrap it all the way around the back so you can use it right. completely flat, which is what people use as a digital artist. And then there's also a third position where with the earlier folios, just the standalone, it was kind of a low profile, maybe about two inches off the ground where it had this kind of nice angle where you could draw and it felt really ergonomic. You can't do right. that with this case unless you, <laughs> you I don't know if it you, over. you flip it over upside down. <laughs> And then you get that low angle angle. But ultimately, whether you do that or not, and it looks goofy to have this huge iPad keyboard vertically sticking right. up in the sky. But that if that's what it takes to do your art, or even for me, I do some video production on a specific app and I use it in that low profile mode. Mm-hmm. But this this keyboard case isn't, isn't, isn't ideal for desi- for artists. All right, thanks again to FreshBooks for being our sponsor for this show. And do you remember when you started your small business? I do. I keep on telling you, it still feels like I'm starting up. And it was no small feat. It took lots of late nights, early mornings, more than the occasional all-nighter. Because bottom line, you've got to be insanely busy ever since you did it. I still am. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. See when clients review your invoices. With the FreshBooks Notification Center, you can easily create custom invoices that have your logo and reflect your brand colors to make them look all nice and fancy. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part, FreshBooks grows alongside your business so you'll always have the tools that you need when you need them without having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch, and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash applebits and enter applebits with a Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. Isn't the whole point to like just, if you want to do that like Apple Pencil stuff, um, you're supposed to just pull the tablet right off, you know, and not have an accessory attached to it. Who wants a naked iPad, honestly, dude? I, that makes that freaks me out to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to plop it off and I know I'm going to hit it on something or ding it or, you know, that for me, maybe it's, a, maybe it's just me being picky, but psychologically just pulling mm-hmm. a naked iPad off of its case to use casually is kind of the reason why I have a case on my iPad in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know... Do, does someone who spent a thousand dollars on an iPad want to put it on old any old dingy concrete service table <laughs> cafe? You know, fair point. Just, fair point. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It, it. You can't. You're right. You can absolutely pull it off the case, but then it becomes completely exposed. Right. 
Well, that's kind of their pitch, right? It's like, oh yeah, this thing is like bulky, sure, when it you you have your iPad attached to it, but if you're you're using it for like non-typing things, you pull it off and bam, you've got the thinnest, you know, device on the planet, you know? Um and so they're they're pitching and positioning it as that. I you know, I, I get what you're saying that, you know, you definitely a lot of people will not feel comfortable having their naked iPad, you know, touching other surfaces and getting all scratched up and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, would it, you? For, would you though, Ray? Would you be okay with that? Or you know, like I you're mean, paying for an iPad Pro starting price, you're paying a thousand bucks. Okay, <laughs> even yeah, for an eleven yeah. inch, you're paying eight hundred dollars. And yeah, for me to just freely be like, ah, oh, yeah, cool, like, <laughs> and just put I mean, it against I, everything. I, I'm not. I, that's not me. I mean, I don't use cases or anything, so I'm looking at my MacBook right now, and it is completely dinged up on the corners and everything. But that's different. A MacBook's different than an iPad, don't you think? I mean, it's no different than an iPhone, I think. I mean, I, I don't like cases. I like to feel the device itself all the time. You know, I appreciate the design language. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for practicality, I mean, like you just said, you know, the angle, even if you pull it off, the uh, uh, magic keyboard the angle is not ideal for artists who may need it at like kind of a slight slant you know mm-hmm. um and so that's gonna be challenging um and this device is by no means like a perfect perfect product i think i think there are many uh features that could have been better you know i think like for example the USB-C port that we didn't really talk about um, inside of the hinge um, that is like, you know, it, it, a, it charges slower than uh, charging directly, plugging your uh, USB-C uh, cable through the iPad's port, right? It's own port because it's going through the right. smart connector. It's a, it's a pass-through, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so it's slower to charge and you also can't plug in accessories into the, the pass-through port. It's just for like, charging. It's just recharging, and I think that's like a big, big loss because like then you're still having like dongles hanging off of your iPad even when it's in, attached into the Magic Keyboard, and that mm-hmm. doesn't look great, you know. Um, and so I think there are a lot of shortcomings for this keyboard. Sure, it's a great keyboard, but guess what? There are tons of other great keyboards out there that you can attach. Like I personally actually have no real problem with the Smart Keyboard. I actually like that it's like a all covered up so like you know if i ever spill anything on the keyboard i could just wipe it right down wait 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 wait. i thought you liked your products totally naked now you like it covered up no i mean the smart keyboard the smart keyboard oh okay okay, okay, the the keeys are like you know they they're not chiclet style yeah they're 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 like covered they're completely kind of covered. yeah they're completely covered by this like weird material right and so i actually like that a lot of people hate that but i actually found that you know really really uh useful and functional and so, you know, for me, it's like I've been using a smart keyboard for a long time and pretty much use it every day. And the trackpad honestly adds nothing really to my experience. And I'm okay just going back to smart keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I love, I, I, for me, the way that I feel like I'm going to use it in my life, and everyone's going to kind of use it differently. Again, if you're someone who just wants to bring productivity to the iPad Pro, I think you're going to love it. And this almost feels like a classic first generation quintessential Apple product where it does like a couple things really well. And you're like, if you're that person, you're going to love it. And then there's a lot of things you're like, uh, they could do a lot better, but they do these two things really well. And meaning, you know, the keyboard's great. The trackpad's great. If you like the implementation of iPad OS and the stand is sturdy that those are really the two things that I feel like it really excels in. I don't know if I'm missing any off mm-hmm. the top of my head um, or maybe something else for you stands out that really excels. But from a versatility standpoint, you lose versatility um, with some of the positions unless you get creative and use it upside down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you there is, a learning, there is a learning curve from the gestures to the keyboard. Again, this is not a bad product for me when there's been times where I didn't want to bring my laptop where I was going to go on a trip and I wanted a laptop experience for my iPad and this is, again, this is a complimentary piece to my main laptop that I do all my video production. But if I'm going to go on a trip and I know I'm not going to do any video production, I would absolutely take this case knowing it's kind of a luxury to be like, oh, yeah, there's a $349 case that transforms your iPad into a laptop that you won't use all the time, but I will absolutely use it when I need it. Mm-hmm. Like vacation. 
I don't want to do video production <laughs> on vacation, but do I want to have my iPad be like easy to use email, web surfing and right. write some stuff? Yeah, totally. I, I think it's just weird to be asking us how much is a trackpad worth it to you? You know, you're mm-hmm. basically splitting all these things up into separate little parts now and pricing them out. So it's like, okay, if you don't need the trackpad, then maybe a smart keyboard is good enough and you can pay a hundred $79, you know, and if you need a trackpad, well, sorry, but now you got to like bump up, you know, it's like really just, dis- you have to make a personal decision on whether that trackpad is worth it to you. And at that point, I'm just like, why not just buy a MacBook, man? Unless, <laughs> I mean, why not just buy a MacBook? Unless you like, you're, you really need like the touch and you're maybe an artist and you want to draw with Apple Pencil. I mean, why not just buy a MacBook Air? I mean, a MacBook Air is na- a lighter slightly lighter than a ipad a 12.9 inch ipad pro with a you know keyboard it's thinner and it's more powerful it does more technically um software wise so like why wouldn't you buy a macbook air and that it comes down see i feel like you're right if you're someone who's looking at this from the from the very beginning why why wouldn't you buy a macbook air but i think that this product more than anything is for people that already own an iPad Pro that mm-hmm. wanted more versatility. I think they're almost targeting them, and then they'll bring on the newcomers. Mm-hmm. But for most people, if you have no machine whatsoever, you're, I would most likely lean towards saying, okay, go for a MacBook Air. If you're a digital artist, though, and that's a priority, I would say you probably want to look at the iPad Pro. But it still is now, and it is now, though, become an option where if someone says, I just want to surf the web, write emails and write some documents, but also have a fun media consumption device, then you this is the device with the keyboard to get for them. It's it's an option depending on, again, your use case. But if someone was like a young digital artist, uh, I'm not going to say go get a magic keyboard in an iPad Pro. Right. You know, the, the MacBook Air from a software standpoint, editing and video and whatnot – we're going to get to that point where we see apps like this on this iPad Pro, I mean, without a doubt. But I think that the Magic Keyboard, although I, I do like it and I'm going to use it because it fits into my life, it's not something I can actually tell everyone, like, you got, you've got, you got to get this. Right. You know what I'd love to see in, like, six months? We come back on this, you know, podcast, and I want to know if you're using the trackpad all the time or, like, the majority of your iPad experience because... I, I bet you in six months, I'm not going to be using it. I'm going to well, be just like, oh, yeah, you know what? I like the iPad because it's a touch interface. You know, it's not a trackpad experience. And I, so I've already made up in my mind, quite honestly, that because the case is heavy and also we for, I forgot we forgot. It's actually really hard to open up. Yeah, like, it, it's you. It's a two handed experience. Yeah. And I have to I have to even lean it against my body to get my fingers deep enough into the grooves of the case, which are strong to even open up that hinge consistently like you this is not a one hand open up like a macbook air macbook pro no this is like and that's supposed to be good design brian what i mean it's sturdy (laughs) (laughs) i mean that sounds like bad design to me that you're leaning it up against your body you're like prying it open with two hands bro i mean i even work out and i mean seriously it's like (laughs) but it's a floating portable (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you johnny is like punching the wall somewhere he's punching his glass walls breaking a lot of glass but here's the Uh, thing like okay so real quick i already know when you say oh let's talk about this in six months my only goal the only reason why i would have this is not to use on a day-to-day is to use when i'm on the road because i have my main you know again it depends on your setup i have my main laptop so that's where i'm going to do most of my work um but this is for me when i travel and i don't want to bring my macbook pro I'm going to bring the iPad with the magic keyboard and it fits perfectly. But now because we're at shelter in place, I'm not going to be using this thing all the time. I'm going to throw it back into my regular folio non-keyboard because I use my iPad as a media consumption device and it's fun to touch it. But is the trackpad going to change your workflow that much? Because if it doesn't and you're just, you know, pecking out some emails, then it's like, what, why are you paying more for the magic keyboard with the trackpad instead of just buying a, you know, smart keyboard? Well, I like how the keyboard feels a lot better, and I like that it's backlit, and it feels sturdier. I mean, I'm just saying the keyboard, you know, we talked about it earlier, but I think the keyboard for me is stellar, and I do like how they implemented 
iPad OS with a trackpad, although it does have some hiccups mm-hmm. here and there, I actually really like what they've done with it. So for me, it's like, I enjoy the experience. It's just that I'm, it's not going to be my go-to experience because this is not my primary quote unquote computing device. I think mm-hmm. if it was, and I wasn't, and I didn't need to edit video at a quote unquote higher level. Cause I don't want to sound like a snob about it. I, I could get by with this depending on, um, and I like the fact that the iPad itself is just such a rich, you know, it's, it's, it's a different device where you feel more connected to it because we're touching and gesturing with it all the time directly on the glass. It, it does create a different bond with your brain of how you use it. I a hundred percent agree with that. And that's why I personally don't think like, you know, a keyboard accessory is like a must have for an iPad. It's, it's such an optional Mm-hmm. device um and it's not like a surface where it's like the the os dictates the hardware right mm-hmm. um and on windows like you really can't really operate windows too precisely without a trackpad and on ios it's the complete opposite it's you know it's designed for touch first and so you know it's not like it's necessary for you to have a trackpad you know um, but I, I, I just feel like it works better. A trackpad works better on like a, a windows like device, you know, where it's like you need that precision, but you have a touch screen for like when you need to touch big buttons for like very basic things like play pause, you know, next track or whatever, swiping and scrolling. Like you're not doing very precise things with a touch. Mm-hmm. Whereas on iPad, you're doing very precise things with the touch. And then now you're adding like a trackpad, which is like asking for this extra precision where the software just isn't there yet. You know, like iMovie itself, like I was trying to trim a clip and I couldn't <laughs> even like drag the clip to like s- split it. And then I tried to like use a keyboard shortcut. I'm like, oh, wait, there is no keyboard shortcut to split this clip. I actually have to reach up and tap split or, you know, use my mouse. So it's like, I mean, it, it just doesn't feel like it's like fully fully baked yet you know not yet not yet you're right about that you know and And so you know i think it's really not an essential piece of kit to be honest i mean i i I use my ipad a lot on the road and it's like okay but if i'm just writing a couple emails like is it that much of a bother to reach up and tap on the screen to like (laughs) move the cursor for that two or three times i might use it on like the plane to bang out an email or at a coffee shop like oh yeah i don't Definitely don't think that's worth another 150 bucks or whatever, you know, premium. 349 bucks, right? Well, you know, I mean, like up up from the regular uh, trackpad or smart keyboard. But you make some, so, you made a great point in that whole, this whole section that you were just talking about. You know, it's the promise of software that now, right, the iPad always kind of moves software leap here. I'll take your time. It's been a long time for us to even get to this point where we finally have, um, the hardware here that can now potentially support more robust apps. I mean, I've been clamoring. If you're going to call this the iPad Pro, give me actual pro apps. And now that they have this hardware that can support pro apps, if they don't release a Final Cut Pro or Logic Pro or any type of pro app on this in the next two years, that's a huge disappointment because now that they have this, you're telling people we're ready to be taken more seriously in this space i hope they do it you know there's been rumblings that there's xcode that is in the underpinnings of ios 14 we will see what they do with that because we don't know and that could open up the the potential for us to see pro level apps but until they do that and give us now real software that now takes advantage of this new hardware i think you're right about the point that it may not it's not necessary for everyone but I do like it. I still, honestly, it's not because it, I'm not the type of person that just likes everything that Apple puts out there, but I do like it. It's just that unf- I, I'm curious about for you, if this was your only machine, if your iPad was your only, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of listeners here where they, depending on your budget, you're not going to have a computer and you're not going to have an iPad side by side. So sure. if you had an iPad Pro, would you get, and this keyboard's out there, and it's your only computing device. Would you would what would you say about that for people in those that situation? I mean, again, you'd have to weigh in how much is that value or how much is that trackpad worth it to you? Is it worth the extra money? Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's probably not. You know, I think 
I think about how often I'm tapping on the screen or moving my cursor. It's not enough that uh, I would pay a premium for the trackpad, you know, especially on an iPad device, because I'm mostly interacting with it uh, with elements with touch. And so I really don't feel like I can't live. I wouldn't be able to live without, you know, the trackpad because mm. um, it's it's just like then we're really coming down to like again how how often do you need it mm-hmm. if you use it a lot and let's say like again you're typing and you're making a lot of mistakes and you're moving cursors around all the time then sure that suddenly is you know valuable to you um but if you're not then like eh <laughs> and, i already i already know i already know um, what's wrong get, with touch what's, what's wrong with touch there's nothing wrong, what's wrong with, with I apple mean, pencil that's that's why which is funny you say that because this is a device that was always made to be touch first right they they did not they never planned they resisted doing this for the longest exactly. time they 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 really resisted doing this and now that they have which i love because it opens up a new option and it still has a ways to mature but it's always been a touch first device intended for touch and only touch so this right. is the new apple now kind of being like oh everyone's asking us to do it oh we can make some money on this let's do it and i'm again i'm happy they're doing it but it still has not it's actually not quote unquote as polished from an overall software solution the os it does a pretty good job um but from actual apps they're like i gotta have this app with this keyboard they're definitely not there yet at all right i agree so okay ray um Good Apple, bad Apple, man Apple, and where, where, where are you at, my friend? For three hundred forty nine dollars or two ninety nine, right? And I actually want to ask this for yourself, and then mm-hmm. just assume you're also just the general consumer. What What are your two takes on this? I'm going with eh, you know, meh, you know, meh for you, meh for you, meh, meh for me, and honestly, I think meh for everyone else, you Woo! know. I'm sorry, but like, you know, I'm not saying it's not good at all. It's definitely a good keyboard. It has fairly decent trackpad. Oh, one more thing I I really forgot to mention. Yes. You can't just tap on the trackpad without clicking into it. You have to click. Hold up, hold up. Can I I help you out there in a second? Uh Uh-oh, is there an accessibility feature? Of course, Apple. See, Apple, this is a big thing. Apple (gasps) does not. No, no, you're not. This is the thing. Apple does not make these obvious. Like, I had to go. I, I looked and I couldn't find it. So, so okay. Um, you don't have to look at it right now, but if you go to general okay. and there's keyboard and trackpad, and if you go to trackpad, there's an option called tap to click. So you don't have to press okay. the physical button, but oh, you have it. Oh, thank God. So okay. that's there. But again, these are settings that, man, you if you go into accessibility and pointer controls on this, there's a boatload of settings that no one will right. ever know about that would actually make a huge difference from a usability standpoint, whether you, you are handicapped and need the accessibility options or whether you're just why, why a normal don't they consumer. Like, why don't they have this, like, as soon as you attach your iPad or your keyboard to your, your iPad for the first time, it walks you through this stuff. Thank lets you. you like configure it. Why doesn't it have this kind of screen? Dude, Ray, I had to, I literally, you know, just like you're like, what? It happened. I, w- I wanted the, I'm personally a, a user that doesn't like, I turn natural scrolling off. Me and too. so, so We're it doesn't have, right? It be, but that's what we grew up with, with the scroll wheel and how it worked and everything. But I, I was, you know, I was looking all over for it and I wrote an email to Apple. I'm like, where is this? They're like, oh, general trackpad. And I kept on going to general keyboard and accessory. And I, for whatever reason, my eyeballs just didn't see it. But the fact of the matter is if people like us that review this stuff for a living and can't instinctually find this, you can't expect a general consumer or even someone that is tech savvy to always be able to find these little nooks and they're hidden in the settings. And it's, it should just be one thing called magic keyboard and all the settings are there. And does search work for this? If I search for like track, I don't know, trackpad, would that setting have come up? Um, let's see here. No, no, that's, that's why. Okay. Hold on track. I just, I just, it does not, it doesn't show up. That's why. See now, now I remember that. When we type in, tr- even when you type in the word track, it shows head tracking, tracking speed, but you go to, and it's all under accessibility. If you type in the word trackpad in the it settings bring search, up the general it doesn't pad. even show you the trackpad. And that's why I couldn't find, oh, that's, that's crazy that we just did that right now. Yeah. That's, that's mind blowing. That's why I couldn't find it. 
Yeah. So I'm saying you're not alone in basic settings that make you feel like this is more optimal or less optimal. And there will be people. So hopefully people that listen to this, um, the quick thing I did cover it in my video review, but if you go to general, the two options you want to hit are keyboard and then you actually want to go into hardware keyboard to specifically call out um, the keyboard brightness. You want to go mm-hmm. to general and specifically trackpad to do for some of the trackpad settings. And then you'll want to go into in your regular settings, not general, but accessibility <laughs> and then pointer control. Why are they all in different places? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad we talked this about makes, this in this here. This makes no sense, but okay. I'm going to go poke around after this podcast. Um, but back to the point, for most people, I think it's going to be like meh just because it's like, okay, how, how valuable is that trackpad? And I think for most people, it's not worth the extra money. Just mm. just touch, man. There's nothing wrong with just tapping the screen. It's it's honestly not that imprecise. Just tap, 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 taparoo. I'm going to say for, <laughs> for me, for me, good Apple, not great Apple, not rad Apple, but good Apple. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you right now, once I got it in hand, I came back down to earth real quick. I I was like, okay, now let's see what this does. And thank goodness I was happy with the keyboard performance and the trackpad performance and the iPad OS integration. But <laughs> the whole idea mm-hmm. of this amazing floating, fully adjust <laughs> fully adjustable iPad never came to fruition. You know, when they said 130 degrees, and I even looked on their website and they showed this, they even had like a little, I think, a drawing that points, and I'm like, wait. Um, from a flat point to 130 is not much different than what we have. And I, th- I really wanted more angle adjustability to allow for different use cases that that just wasn't the case. And as you look at it and your point of your fingers get caught under the screen in the other keyboard cases, your finger will never hit the bottom of the screen because it's flush with the bottom. Right. So I would say a good Apple for me. I think there's a lot of people, at least from people that I hear about, that have been waiting for something like this, typically like the super, you know, tech fan that has always wanted the iPad to be more and do more. I think they're going right. to love it. So it's a good Apple for them. But for the price, $349, I think there's a lot of people that are going to get this and they're going to probably seriously consider, uh, $349 is a little too much for what it does right now. I might return it. And I think that right. that's what most people might face. Do you think there are going to be a lot of uh, third-party uh, accessories that fill in the gap and maybe offer a similar experience at a reduced price? So here's the – it's great – man, you're like reading my mind. So Logitech, I don't know if you saw this, but they announced mm-hmm. that they were doing – they worked in partnership with Apple to create right. uh, an iPad case for like the iPad Air and uh, the earlier 10.5-inch right. iPads. And they're $149 because mm-hmm. they work with Apple, all the touch gestures – exactly the same ones that you have here on the magic keyboard work there $149 okay now maybe they made an agreement with apple to say let's not make one for the ipad pro but if they could make one for the ipad pro that's like 200 229 Uh 249 they absolutely should because why why not you know there's i think if you get the same and the trackpad on it is from all accounts is really great. It's not even like, doesn't feel like a cheapy trackpad. Now the case itself uh-huh. is bulkier, but your general consumer 200 to 249 for this similar experience on an iPad pro that to me then is a lot more, it like makes a lot more sense for how much you're spending versus what you're getting. I think so. Yeah. Um, there's the bridge keyboard that everyone's talking about the bridge plus, but the only, the biggest thing that I would warn people against is that, and bridge is a long history of converting your iPads into kind of more of a laptop experience. It is right. thicker, but they didn't work with Apple specifically on the software. So Bridge has a few of their own gestures that work, but the entire gesture system with the trackpad on iPad OS does not work with a Bridge Plus um, keyboard base. So you're That's gonna, nuts. Yeah. So and I know there's gonna be a lot of people that buy it because they see a trackpad and they're gonna assume that it works with iPad OS. It does not. It's using its own kind of software stuff with that That's base a, that sounds like something apple should just standardize you know across the board and because it's it's gonna fragment the experience and you know what you're right they should but something tells me there might have been some history of some maybe some beef with apple we know that apple is very particular with partners that they like to work with right they they play mm-hmm. favorites we know that um in a mm-hmm. lot of different ways and so 
it wouldn't surprise me that Bridge and Apple disagreed earlier. And Apple's like, why are you making this? This is not what we want. Or even internally, they may not feel that way. And now that it's a direct competitor with them and not a partner like Logitech saying, hey, we'll make these cases for your earlier iPads to give this functionality, but we're not going to step on your toes and make a pro one. Apple's like, you know what? We'll work with you. Let's do this, right? right. Bridge is saying, nah, nah, nah. We're going to make a pro level keyboard base because you guys never did it. And the timing, clearly Apple knew they were doing it because there is no coincidence that Bridge's quote unquote antiquated trackpad gestures that aren't up to speed with the iPad happen to come out that product almost around the same time as the iPad Pro Magic Keyboard, right? right? They knew they were doing that. And so there's always, Apple's deliberate with everything they do. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's beef a history of beef or them just being upset with how bridges approached the game. And that's why they're like, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to work with you. And it's unfortunate. That's too bad. Like you can see Apple thinking that way, right? I could definitely see they're very, they're big control freaks. <laughs> Wait, say that one they're more time. Contr- they're, they're very controlling. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely true. Do, definitely do not cut that part out. <laughs> no, I know. I don't cut dude. I never cut out anything from our podcast. It's, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to break it to you all all, in, all imperfections but uh you know and they know this i mean it's worked to their benefit to be controlling and it's worked right. to their detriment to be controlling right, right. so all right well uh meh a meh an eh that's not even eh. a meh let's let's say it's an eh i think an eh is lower than a is a eh lower than a <laughs> meh because it's one less word letter or is it on the same level I mean, that logic does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll figure out where to rank it next time. But um, yeah, For that sure. was great. I love I loved all the points you brought to the table. Really, kind of. I like how we both have different thoughts on this, so you really get a lot of broad perspective on here. Um, Ray, can't wait to see your review now. Actually, drop. When is it going to actually come out now? Uh, it'll be out in the next couple of days. Nice. So we'll wait to see that as well. Um, thanks so much for even sharing your raw reactions and thoughts before the review, which is really cool. And yeah. Again, you know, thanks for spending time here. Let the people know how to find your work. Yeah. Uh, you can find it on inputmag.com or uh, follow me on Twitter at Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Is there any product that you're excited for this year uh, that Apple might release for you personally? Uh, Apple? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm excited for the new iPhones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, iPhone 12 Pro. Um, there are some things that I'm you know, may not agree with, you know, I don't love that phones are getting larger and looks like this year the 12 pros are going to be even larger. I like, you know, the 5.8 inch iPhone 11 pro seems about right, but um, it seems like they're going up to 6.1 and 6.7 and whatever. But I do like that, you know, the rumors are pointing to a flatter iPad pro like design. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, I, honestly, I'm, I'm most excited for, uh, these arm macbooks mm. um but those are not supposed to come out until like next year right yeah yeah um so you know i'm a big fan of the ipad pro because of the performance um like if you just use it for like video uh, watching netflix or like you know reading uh, or twitter you're really not getting mm-hmm. the most out of your device like these things are screamers they have like what eight cores mm-hmm. um gpu cores and it's like you can do some serious graphics processing like you can crunch 4k video multiple streams way more efficiently at, than you know your macbook pro um and so to put that kind of chip that kind of power efficiency and get that kind of like battery life in a macbook next year maybe oh baby I, i'm so excited for that like imagine like 10 hours of battery life in a oh macbook that and it can crunch video like there's no tomorrow yeah. without like overheating and like maybe that means like more room for like bringing back stuff like the sd card slot you know mm-hmm. a smaller chipset that's way more power efficient and apple you know plugged into all of apple's like you know hardware and software this all all tuned together can like you know free up some space you know um so i'm very excited for that um and yeah basically iphone and mac macbook the macbook pro future i'm i'm super excited about that as long as the software that i need can hang with those arm processors and quite honestly most likely the first year it won't and it'll take some time to get up to speed but the future and the potential of that 
is super exciting as a user too. I I think Apple's going to be like uh, they're going to support their own apps first, of course, would, yeah, right? Absolutely. And they're going to be like, oh, check this out, Final Cut Pro. Yeah, exactly. Smoking the crap out of Premiere on an ARM-based MacBook Pro or MacBook Air, right? And getting, you know, 10 hours battery life. Who's oh, gonna, I, how, how are you going to compete with that? Oh, I know it. And then I'm going to be like, fine, it's finally time to switch over to Final Cut Pro. Because <laughs> I, like, I use Premiere. Or I use how, Premiere. how about a MacBook that can actually play games, huh? Hmm? eight cores i'll take that you're like yes please yes, hell please. yeah <laughs> over here thank you apple no that's great that's, that's great stuff so ray thanks again for hanging out uh yeah putting out the time it. for being on the show and we always love having you and we will talk to you soon my man all right talk all right soon. see you so i hope you all enjoyed that it's the magic keyboard review just really different thoughts i think we hit on a lot of points things that i didn't even think of and i was surprised how much it really didn't mean much or impact Ray. I mean, I thought I still think it's look, it's a product that I'm keeping. So clearly it's worth it to me. And I have a really specific use case for it. And I think people that do, it's going to really make you happy with it. But there's also going to be a lot of people that when you use it, you're probably going to be like, uh, this is it. This is 349. So I'm really curious where you fall in that spectrum. Remember, you can call in, be a part of the show. Would love to hear what you think applebitsshow at gmail.com applebits with a z record your voice memo your name where you're from what you want to talk about to get right to it try to keep it around a minute and a half to two minutes because those are the best length for these calls but also we've got to say thank you so much to our platinum apples at the 100 patreon level brandon ledford gil cabrera wesley freighter Jarrett lewis and eric cohen thank you thank you all so much and for those of you that haven't been able to support yet patreon.com slash brian tong is the way to do it but if you can't please review the show on itunes give us that five star review we have over i think 1.1 1. 1, 1. 1,100 five star reviews give us a rating put in your thoughts comments about it it helps bump us up in the algorithm tell your friends i would just greatly appreciate that All right, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Again, iPhone SE is next on tap. We'll get your calls. We'll throw in the latest news, but a whole lot of action happening. It's only what? May is about to begin. We're going to hit June. Then we're going to hit the fall, and the year's going to be over, and it's going to be be boom like that. So take everybody. Be safe in these crazy times. I hope you're all doing that and uh, continue to be healthy for you, your family, and your loved ones. But until then, we'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.